To this point of the season, it was the marquee weekend in college football. This is the Matt Berry Show here on the ESPN College Football YouTube channel. As always, every Sunday, joined by the great Paul Feinbaum, who will be here to help recap and recount the day that was. There are so many places I want to begin, but I want to start with the talk of the town, of the country, since week one until now, Coach Prime in Colorado. Now, I believe, Paul, two things can be true. One, Colorado start, remarkable, unexpected. Part two, they're not as good as they were getting the attention that every network, including ESPN, was giving them. And that was proven yesterday. Both can be true, both can be right, and it's not a slight either way. No, I mean, listen, Matt, uh, beating TCU got way too much uh, credit, and because TCU had been a playoff team in a national championship contender last year, we, we the other two losses really didn't mean very much. I mean, beating a, uh, a Wobegon Nebraska team that uh, pretty much everybody in the country can raise their hand and say they, they've beaten, and, and a terrible Colorado State team. It was just the attention. It was... It, it was a nova in the sky, and we all we all jumped in, and, I, and I'm glad I went along for the ride. I I, I think I'm detouring now. Uh, maybe time started looking for some real contenders. Uh, doesn't take away from uh, the story that that was the first three weeks of the college football season. It will surface again briefly Saturday, depending on the outcome against Caleb Williams and USC. Maybe down the road against some better Pac-12 opponents, but for the most part. Uh, <laughs> If you park your bus in, in Boulder, do it, uh, you know, you, you, spend, you spend your own money right now because I think it's going to be a tougher sell for national for national publications and, and broadcast companies, other than Fox, of course. Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll get in on it. They're in on it again this weekend. But look, he Dion's done his job. He's put his program and put it out in the national spotlight. Now, does he make it about him most of the time? Well, yeah, that's also his job. But at the end of the day, when you look at who they are, they are a six and six team at best. By math alone, that's average, right? Six and six, 500 year average. That's who they are as a football team. They're not great. They're not bad. They're just not good enough to compete. They're not a top 25 team, basically. And that's fine. They got ahead of schedule for the first few weeks and you went down that schedule, but this. This back and forth this morning of the people kicking them and saying, see, I told you so. And then the people defending them saying, why are you a hater? There doesn't need to be any of that. If you call it like a football fan or call it like a football person like we are, they're average. And that's okay. But they're above average when it comes to getting the spotlight. No, I mean, there's a lot of shot and forth going around. But 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 uh, Prime brings that on. But that's I think that's what makes him great. I mean, I, I really liked what he said after the game. He said, take your shots now. I mean, he's, he's confident. He's not Millie Mouth. He's not playing stupid uh, junior high games like like a certain Ole Miss coach. Uh, I mean, he, 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 he spits it out. Uh, he, 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 he lets you know who he is at all times. And I, res I respect that. And quite frankly, he handled the loss just as well as he handled a win. And, and I, I mean, while, while Colorado will, will fade, Dion's not going anywhere. And I think it's most interesting how, uh, how he handles the portal and, and recruiting because uh, he is going to still affect a lot of a lot of important programs by the players that he is able to attract. Yeah, and foundation's been laid, and that is for certain. And, and like we said, they're going to get the spotlight again with USC. They're going to get beat again pretty handily by USC. And then what they do going forward is something we'll continue to keep an eye on. And when you talk about a coach being passionate uh, post-game, Ryan Day is front and center with that one after the win against Notre Dame, calling out Lou Holtz 
It's as fiery as I've ever seen with a coach on the field after win. I mean, he was Paul, that's as intense and fired up as I've ever seen a coach post game. And, and listen, I, uh, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of Lou jo- Lou Holtz jokes going around today, like, oh, Lou Holtz. Uh, but I, I happened to be with Lou about a year ago. Uh, I hosted an event, and he spoke. And at 86 or 7 or whatever he is, he's still very sharp and and, and a, an amazing guy. So I'm glad Lou is, has gotten a curtain call. Uh, I doubt Lou really cares. Uh, he said what he said because that's who he is. And, and I, think it, I think Ryan Day uh, had a great moment, uh, especially versus the other coach. Uh, who who made a basic uh, elementary coaching mistake at the end of the game, uh, and, and the cost of that is incalculable. Well, in the the coaching mistake you're referencing, ten players on the field, Paul, at a place like Iowa or maybe Minnesota or maybe you know name Baylor, that that might slide under the radar. Notre Dame is a national brand with national fans with national no patience. That's not a good look for Marcus Freeman, a coach. I know you and I have enjoyed what he's done at Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, he's he's such a good coach, and he's some he's come so close. Uh, and I'm not just later making excuses before I go in for the kill, because it, it was it was a, it was a colossal error. And Notre Dame fans can say, well, we still have. What one one tweeted me today said, "Well, we still have Duke. Oh, that's great! Congratulations! Uh, you know, go, go down to Durham and revel in game day and 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 but but don't don't spit Duke to me, uh, yeah, please. Uh, and and I think Clemson's on the schedule. But they're, they're not uh, Notre Dame's not getting back in this thing. You can't lose a home game, and 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 you also can't be Notre Dame and and, and have the arrogance of that institution." And say we don't need we don't need a conference. Well, how nice would a conference be right now if you were in the ACC and you would have a shot at perhaps Florida State at the end of the year to get you back in? Uh, and it won't matter next year, uh, but it will matter this year. And and Notre Dame start you know looking uh, to Tempe or somewhere else for a nice bowl trip, and you'll get it and you deserve it, but you're not going to the playoffs. And I would say it, unless things crater around them. And like unless, you know, Penn State were to lose a couple games, Michigan, Ohio State, the SEC, if that gets wonky, the ACC doesn't have divisions, the Big 12, st- Pac-12, stuff would have to crater around Notre Dame because they still have, you know, we're, we're laughing about Duke, but they still have Duke, they still have USC. They still have some games on their schedule. But the thing for Notre Dame is, and we know, they're a national brand. They got college game day. They always have been a national brand. The thing for them, even in the Brian Kelly era, Paul, is they've always seemed so close. They've always seemed like they can get to the point where they could compete. And then on that one big day, on that one big game, they seem to fall just short of being the Notre Dame of yesteryear. Yeah. And and the the Notre Dame of yesteryear for you, uh, college kids waking up right now and watching this uh, was, was the brand in college football for so many years, but it's not anymore. Uh, It, and it's it's one of them, but it, it's behind a number of schools, including the school it lost to on Saturday night. And I think that's what's so painful. Ohio State's a much bigger brand in college football right now than, than Notre Dame. Notre Dame is is, is a top ten brand, but uh, right. but that's it. And, and and Notre Dame has to win games like that, and it failed. So I, I'm moving on. I'm you know my close friend Heather can come up with 
18 combinations for Notre Dame to get into the playoffs, but they're off my list. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, until we see otherwise, they are off the list. As we move down south in another college football <laughs> Saturday, start with a ranked game in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Ole Miss, Jalen Milrow, the starting quarterback again of Alabama. And last night on college football final or this morning on college football final and throughout the day, uh, Dan Mullen had posited that, look, this is who Alabama is going to be. This is who they are. They're going to be a team that's just okay on offense with a good running game. They're going to play defense. And if that's how they get by in their games, that's how they get by in their games. It's different than what we've seen over the past five, six, seven years where they're lighting up the scoreboard. But Paul, it's clear. Alabama has evolved, not evolved. Alabama has adjusted. Is that also evolved? It's whatever. It's, it's Sunday. I'm tired. They are who they are. They know who they are this year, and that's how they're going to take it to the field. And they can still win that way. It, it was a critical moment for Nick Saban if he lost. That's the narrative you heard all week. And by the way, everything about that was correct. A, a loss would have been devastating. A win is just another another ass kicking of Lane Kiffin. I mean, is that a big deal? It's kind of an annual event uh, for Nick Saban. Last year in a similar spot, a week after LSU, and you know, Lane had uh, you know has a chance to win the game. Doesn't have yesterday chance. Threw up all over the place, but you know we need to we need to accept that's who Lane Kiffin is, and, and I don't understand Matt why the media just falls for Lane's antics every week as if there's there's something that there's going to be a payoff. Uh, I mean, I, I won't go through the whole week because we already have, uh, and you and you and I have talked about this already. But you know, every shot he took failed, uh, and Lane Kiffin is a very good football coach, a, a far more entertaining uh, Twitter troll um but he i don't know how you know he he even said yesterday well this could be the last time coaching i play well probably not lane uh, but for your sake you better hope it is because nick saban can coach until he's 100 years old and he's still going to beat lane kiffin every single time yeah it okay so we use this with with sark texas and alabama and i we said this on this show and i said it on sports center and every other platform i'm on i said if not now when Okay, if not now for Sark in Texas to get Alabama win, it's kind of similar with Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin and and and, and Al- this is as gettable as Alabama's going to get, and you better do it now because no one's going to bet against Nick Saban. And I was one of those that legitimately thought Paul, with how Ole Miss has looked relative to Alabama's looked. First of all, I thought it was insane that Alabama was at seven six point favorite. They won by fourteen. So who was right there? Vegas. And two, I thought this was Lane's moment. And when you're at Ole Miss, and you know this better than anyone, and I work with Dan Mullen, who was at Mississippi State. He said, look, when we're at Mississippi State and Ole Miss and some of these other programs in the SEC West, you've got to pounce on that every three to four years where you can go get the division. you got to pounce because it's not going to happen annually like it does at LSU, Alabama, Georgia, and all these other schools. And Lane lost a shot. He lost a chance to pounce. And I'm sure he'll say something cute today. And, and all the, all the lap dogs out there will, will just uh, lap it up. But, but I, I, I mean, I, I like Lane Kiffin, uh, but I'm just tired of it. It's, it's, you know, he's, he, he's just the crown prince that, that uh, is never going to be uh, the man in charge. Uh, and, 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 and by, by no means uh, does this mean a, a great deal for, for Alabama. I mean, Alabama 
will be challenged every week. Uh, yeah. In two weeks, they go to Kyle Field, and uh, that will be another narrative built around it. But but for Nick Saban, I don't know who was calling the shots on defense, but whoever it was, he was calling an amazing game. I mean, he uh, it, it was just a clear case of of outmaneuvering Lane Kiffin at every single move and all the lines about Pete Golden's going to get his revenge. I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, that's the best uh, Alabama has looked all year. And, uh, and it's, it's just, it was an, I was embarrassed for, for Lane and Pete Golden yesterday, uh, how small they looked uh, in comparison to, you know, old, old Nick Saban. And I, I was, I was with you Monday. We were, we were all puzzled by Nick Saban's comments and uh, he got away with another one and good for him. And that's what he's going to do. And the, the SEC West is, is wide open. Uh, look, every team's got an opportunity. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you with this one because I'd love to know your take. Every once in a while, it takes an unfortunate incident to perhaps have a coach wake up and say, oh, wait, maybe that's better for our team. It is my opinion. It is football people far smarter than, than me, their opinion, that Max Johnson is better for Texas A&M's offense. Max Johnson is more of a Bobby Petrino-type quarterback. Max Johnson can revive Texas A&M. It is my contention that if Jimbo Fisher stays with Max, that you have to really factor in Texas A&M, who's allowed and hasn't allowed a rushing touchdown, I believe, some insane statistic on defense, that they are right back in this thing if Max Johnson remains their starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah, and you may be right. I mean, Wegman uh, certainly uh, was getting all all of my colleagues' uh, attention on, on the panel, but A and M's a lot better than than I think uh, they showed. Uh, just like LSU and and others who have who who swung and missed in in, the, in an early game, and you know, yesterday was just a prove it game. I mean, Auburn was vastly overrated, right? And, and we know that we knew that uh, for for for. For AM now, uh, it's it's a matter of surviving a tough game against Arkansas this weekend. And in Arkansas is, you know, they may lose half their games, but they will be in them all. They're 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 I mean, they've lost two weeks in a row uh toward the final possession. But it, you know, again, I I if AM shows up uh with only one loss in, in two weeks, I mean, I think we have another major uh showdown and uh, a game that Alabama will be vulnerable in. But but give Jimbo credit. He may have he may have backed into it, but but he that I I like what I'm I so I was in College Station uh, yeah so I got a little bit of a a good view of it and I, I like what I saw out there. What's the temperature in College Station? Well, it uh, there's two temperatures. Uh, there there's there's the actual temperature, and on the field yesterday it was about 110. Um, and the other temperature is moderately uh, mild, believe it or not. Uh, I I spoke to everybody that that's anybody uh, at that university. And I didn't, I didn't hear from any any muckety mucks uh, yeah. that Jimbo Fisher is in trouble. Uh, and I know that may disappoint uh, the haters out there, but I think it would take something really uh, the bottom just completely falling out for for that to be affected. They do not want to let go of him. Uh, is 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 how I would characterize the mood. Hey Jimbo, we love you. You're entertaining. You're good for the show, but stay the hell off the field. Like stay, yeah. stay off the field. Like, <laughs> he, he's, not, not... he's not in good enough shape. I mean, I, I was standing right yeah. next to yesterday, and uh, this isn't the Jimbo Fisher of 30 years ago. That was a pretty crafty quarterback. Yeah, can we not get on the field during a scoop and score? Either way, I think Texas A&M um, could have a new shot of life with Max Johnson 
at quarterbacks. It just looked more fluid, and they're going to have their opportunity to play it out, just like LSU had. Look, the LSU-Arkansas, Paul, is an example of how good the SEC is in that you got an Arkansas team who lost to BYU. You had an LSU team that beat the hell out of Mississippi State the week before. So you're thinking, hey, roll the ball out. LSU will beat them. We'll move on. But they got their best punch from K.J. Jefferson in Arkansas, and Jaden Daniels and Brian Kelly again responded. That's another team like Alabama, like Texas A&M, who took their loss at a conference. This thing is going to be wild down the stretch because LSU, again, you could argue, along with Georgia, could be the best team in the SEC. Yeah, and 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 a week from today, if LSU uh, is undefeated in the SEC, I think we'll have to say that because I mean that, that's a that's a pretty tough stretch to 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 pick up the pieces after barely getting by Arkansas and then going to Oxford. Now, uh, what kind of shape Ole Miss will be in? I, I have no idea, um, but uh, Lane will definitely have his back to the wall. Um, but but that's a that's a really a big one and. Uh, and by the way, Ole Miss has to play uh, not only LSU this weekend, they go to Georgia later in the year. So they yeah. are hanging on by a thread. Yeah, and and with what we've seen, look, Georgia, they sleepwalk for a quarter. Yeah. And they put their foot down. I'm still waiting for them to play someone. Well, I that will happen for a while. Yeah, and, th- and that's kind of the obnoxious part is we want to we want to evaluate Georgia, but you just can't evaluate Georgia against UAB. You just yeah. can't. I, I want to know who Carson Beck is. I still don't. No, and next week, uh, I mean, at Auburn, don't buy, don't buy into, wow, this is uh, the South Soldiers rivalry and all that stuff. The next week may be interesting. Kentucky comes in there after playing Florida. If they can get a win against the Gators. Uh, but we also fell for that game two years ago, if you remember. Game day we was – yeah. And it was, a, it was a mess. So, but, but Kentucky – at least could make at least they'll be a legitimate team. Yeah, and they've got the defense again with Mark Stoops. They got the quarterback in Devin Larry. So there's a lot to play out. The only thing that, and we'll leave it here on, on a fun Saturday at college football. Paul, everything felt right and comfort food yesterday because Jim Harbaugh returned, and it was just it was so right. Milk and cookies, milk and steak was back. You know, I was watching uh, Sports Center uh, earlier, and, and and he came on, and my, my wife said, "Why is that guy so mad?" Uh, I mean, yeah, for for a guy that's making nine million a year and, and is, has one of the best jobs in college football, I, I don't understand the angry face all the time. I mean, it's just uh, Jim. I mean, you're, I mean, you're not being held hostage or something. I mean, you don't have to you don't have to do this job if you don't like it. So. Uh, I recommend to Jim to, to lighten up. I mean, the, somehow that program made it a couple of weeks without him. Uh, they they, look, they didn't look much different with him. And and talk about when are they ever going to play a good team? Uh, I'm waiting for that one too. I know I know there's a few on the schedule, but it doesn't seem like uh, we we've seen Michigan tested at all. Yeah, you beat me to it. I'm pulling up their schedule. We're talking about this. The first four games: East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers. Embarrassing. They're at Nebraska next week. Oh. They're then at Minnesota. Oh. Just had an embarrassing loss. Then against Indiana. Then against Michigan State. Then Purdue. They don't play anyone until that's at absurd. Penn, they don't play anyone until at Penn State, November 11th. Yeah, like and, we rip on Georgia's way, schedule. That's the worst schedule I've ever seen. Yeah, no, that I mean, that is, I mean, not to, I mean, I, Georgia had an excuse for the, the Oklahoma. Time 
Uh, I mean, they were they were supposed to be in Norman last week. Michigan doesn't have an excuse. Uh, you know, they're not moving. Uh, they're not in a league that uh, they were told they couldn't play a game. There's no reason for one of the greatest programs in college football history uh, to have that type of a schedule. And uh, I caught a few minutes of the Penn State game uh, last night. They're and, legit. Yeah, I mean, they're. <laughs> I mean that that Michigan Penn State is 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 circled pretty pretty brightly on my calendar. Like Paul, I'm like I, I try not to get too far ahead because I think it's important in college football. You got you got to live kind of in the pocket you're in and don't spread out too far. But now that I'm down this rabbit hole, I cannot believe how awful this schedule is. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you one more time towards the end. <clears throat> East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers. That's the first four. Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue, Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State. Like, the next, we, the next five we, might be worse than the first four. What are we doing? Yeah, and you now again, uh, the the final three are competitive, uh, but that's a long time to wait. And I, I mean, I I, I don't know. Just, <laughs> I realize it's all going to change next year, um, but they can't afford a loss. <clears throat> That's pretty obvious. You know, and I've been on the side of expansion is killing the sport in terms of regionality. The Big Ten needs Oregon, Washington, USC, yeah. UCLA. You look at the Big Ten right now, just go, that is a joke. It's three yeah, teams. And, it's and, Ohio and State, I, Penn I State, Michigan. And you mentioned the SEC, and I know that sounds absurd to, to uh, Big Ten people because they get tired of the SEC hype, but, but it's fairly legit. And I think the, the game you referenced, uh, Arkansas-LSU, is, is indicative of that. And I mean, I, I, can't, I can't, I mean, first of all, the idea that Iowa and Penn State were, you know, I'll get into my awful announcing hat for a second, but, you know, it's pretty obvious that CBS has moved on from the SEC by sending their B team to cover uh, a much better game in Tuscaloosa on paper between Ole Miss and and Alabama. Uh, I, I still haven't figured out who was doing that game as I was watching it on a plane. Uh, but, uh, you know, Gary and, and Vern or whatever their names are. Uh, Gary and uh, yeah, yeah, game. Brad Nessler. Were, okay, were Brad, I'm sorry. They had to go watch the absolute atrocity that is Iowa football. Well, they, 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 it served them right. Like, get at, like, I could go on a real tangent right now about the big one. I won't. I just, I don't want to. It's just, I'm, I'm too tired to get into it. But just stop with Iowa football and, oh. and trying to convince, like, just stop. It's a three-team league. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. That's it. They need USC, yeah. UCLA, Oregon, and Washington to be relevant because the rest of the league is awful. <clears throat> it's awful. No, and and uh, you know the three networks, uh, you know, paid billions so they can show all those games, and and and, they, and, you, and yeah, they will get better. And all the people that talk about, uh, you know, why uh, now you know why, uh, and, and it's also why the SEC is extremely careful with uh, they added two, uh, two big time programs, two good ones, and they're not just searching for another school right now. When the Arkansas job is maybe the. 10th best in the sec because the rest of the league is loaded like arkansas right now would be the fourth best team yeah. if not third and a half best team in the big 10 tomorrow no, you're, you're i mean arkansas is a is a really good team it's well coached but uh 
Yeah, and, and I, I'm a huge fan of Sam Pittman, but where can he, where does he, I mean, there's nowhere to go. No. And, and you know, and, and, and you, you also, it depends on the luck of like, where, where do you, which school do you get from the other side? Like A&M this year, in addition to all the schools we've talked about, they get to go to Knoxville. Uh, I mean, th those are, those are, those are, those are really brutal trips that you have to take within the, within the confines of conference play. Yeah. I uh, lied because I do want to get one more in with you. Okay. Have we have we seen? I hate the end. Is the best of Clemson and Dabo Sweeney behind us? It feels like it. Um, you know, I, I hate to just be too uh, too melodramatic after a game that that was really fantastic. Uh, and it, was, it came. Yeah. It came. I mean, it, it came down to a kick. So. Uh, yeah, Davos Sweeney uh, had his team prepared. Uh, they 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 really had a, a, a I thought it was a really good game, but it it just you can't you can't ignore it. Uh, you know, two conference losses in September. I mean, I remember see see three seasons would go by without a conference loss for them. And you know, the, the one thing they never they did not need was Florida State getting getting good, and they are, uh, and it just puts more pressure on them. And, you know, all the mistakes that Dabo made early on uh, with the portal, uh, he's paying for it right now. He's paying, he's paying big time. And, and I, I think the narrative, if, uh, if we go, you know, obviously we're, go we're going to go on another playoff without Dabo Sweeney, you're going to see a national narrative of you can't take, if you take Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence out of Dabo's uh, re repertoire, what does he have? And the answer is not very much. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch the ACC the rest of the way. I think Florida State is legitimate. I think Mario Cristobal's got that thing coming. I think Duke is legitimate. I think North Carolina is legitimate. So going to be a fun stretch. We embark on the last week of September. Paul, as always, a pleasure. Enjoy. Um, hope everyone enjoyed week four of the college football season. Week five, you're up next in the final weekend of September. This is the Matt Berry Show here on the ESPN College Football YouTube channel.